Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. I have a treat for you and you'll see why in a second, but I have Dr. Pat Morgan here. She is a board certified pediatrician, so general pediatrics and then child abuse, which totally warms my heart because that is just the most heartbreaking thing ever. But I have her on here and she recently launched her book. The doctor says, let's talk about body safety. And oh my goodness, so amazing. So we're going to talk about her book. We're going to talk about the process of writing a book. You know, I, I love nothing more than physicians owning their voices and just, you know, taking charge and changing things. So this is going to be a really great interview. Dr. Morgan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Una. Thank you so much for having me. And and I have to say before we even start, thank you so much for all you are doing to help physicians live their best lives ever. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Now you're trying to make me cry from the very start. Okay. So we talked about this. I said I was going to tell all the, all the stuff about you, but Dr. Morgan here was my attending at Northwest Israel when I did my pediatric training. Like, so she's my boss. So I'm a little nervous here interviewing my boss. Uh, she's my boss and like a brilliant physician. I still remember my days with her. I didn't like the rotation at all because it was child abuse. It was just too heartbreaking for me, but I absolutely loved working with her. So Dr. Morgan, this is a, this is a treat for me. Big treat. Well, I feel very humbled because you have really just gone leaps and bounds with your, not only your career, but now in the work that you're doing with Entree MD and all of the wonderful physicians that are able to work outside of medicine and and take control of how we do this thing called being a doctor. So kudos to you. And again, thank you so much for this opportunity. But I have to bring you greetings. I'm here in Hawaii now. So I have to say aloha. And I'm very excited to be here with you today. Oh, man, I'm not jealous at all, just in case you're wondering. I mean, I'm in Atlanta. Yay. But that that's amazing. <laughs> I, I still remember you traveling to St. Thomas and St. Martin and all these places. And you're like, my flight was delayed. I had to, you know, stay an extra day. I'm, you know, I'm quote unquote upset. I remember all those things. You've, you've always been a traveler. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. But I will say from residency, you were always a rock star. So I'm actually not surprised at all the wonderful things that you are oh, doing man. now. I'm not surprised at all. You were a, you are and were a rock star. Oh, thank so, you, boss. Again, kudos to you. We can keep doing this the whole time. Let's just keep going back. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about your book. So at least the listeners like, okay, why did I tune in? They're having their own conversation. So I, I know I did a bit of an intro for you, but I wanted you know to give the listener a better feel for, you know, who you are, what you've done and maybe segue into, I mean, why after all these years did you decide I want to write a book? Because you've done this work for, for, for decades at this point. What made you decide I want to do more with this? Yes, thank you. That, no, those, that's a great question. So my name, I'm Dr. Pat Morgan. 
also known in many of the communities where I work as Dr. Pat. I am a general pediatrician, but I subspecialize in child abuse pediatrics. It's what I've done for my entire career, 23 years, my goodness. And I'm currently the medical director for the Capiolani Child Advocacy and Protection Center, which is at Capiolani Medical Center for Women and Children in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm a mom to uh, two amazing young adults who are adulting. I'm an evolving entrepreneur. And I just released my first children's book, The Doctor Says Let's Talk About Body Safety. And I'm really excited to talk more about that. And just the journey in believing in yourself and that if you really just put your mind to doing something, it really can happen. And as you mentioned, I've done this work for for decades now. And why now? Well, I became interested in the field of child abuse as a second year resident in Newark, New Jersey, and unfortunately saw too many sad cases when I was on my ED rotation and really decided I wanted to do something in the area of prevention of child abuse. And that's really how I became interested in the field. And at that time, there weren't any, it wasn't subboarded. So there weren't really any fellowships. And I really was very blessed and fortunate to be offered a fellowship position. One was actually created. And I was also offered a job to do the same work 10 minutes away from residency. And so I ended up taking the job and worked there for nine years in Newark, taking care of children where there were suspicions of child abuse and neglect, not doing as much in the area of prevention. Fast forward to working in Charlotte, doing the work there for 13 years, and then having this amazing opportunity to be here in Hawaii. The pandemic really just helped many of us reevaluate life, reevaluate, are we living our best lives, not only our personal lives, but professionally. And about four years ago, I had started this book. I was at a child abuse conference, and I said, I really want to do more in the work in prevention, and started just writing it. And then life happened, and I didn't really do much. But again, with reevaluating things and having this amazing opportunity to be here in Hawaii, I was able to get the momentum to really get things going. And I can honestly say it took me five months from the start of digging in to releasing at the beginning of this month. So just beyond thrilled. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. That's the short, that's the shortest version I could give you, Dr. Una. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is super exciting and you bring up so many points that I am like, I think we, we should, we should talk about some of these. The pandemic really was the great reset, if you will, right? Like, am I living the way I want to live and all of that? And it's, it's got me thinking, like, we want to have that reset periodically, but we don't want to have a pandemic periodically, right? Like, <laughs> so absolutely. having been through that once, have you thought about, like, how would I reset? How would I reevaluate, right? Like, so I don't get back to where you know, what will be, will be. So I'm in this state where I'm constantly checking, am I living my best life, right? Like, am I, is this what I really want to be doing? Like our time here is finite. Like sometimes we kind of live like you'll never end, you know, because we've always woken up every day, <laughs> but it's going to, you know, like, have you, I'm just curious if you've thought about that and what you'll do to make sure you're kind of doing what you really want to do. Yes. that Those are all really good points. And I will tell you, I, I, really have learned a lot. I've done a lot of self-reflection and introspection, and I've learned from others. So I have 
a couple of de- very dear friends who do resets. I have a friend who's coming to visit me next month as her reset. She does a quarterly reset. She goes somewhere different. She goes for a long weekend and she sort of takes a personal look at her life and sees what can she do differently, what's on track, what's not. And I love that idea. So I'm trying to think of where I'm going for my first, may not be quarterly, but my first reset, which may just be one of another island here. I I feel fortunate that I can go somewhere and it's only maybe 40 minutes away, but maybe something like that. But also if you don't have the time or want to do something like that, just maybe picking a time frame like quarterly saying, okay, am I on point with where, what my goals are? Am I setting the right goals? Am I doing the things and taking the steps? Because we can make all the lists. We can have all of these lofty ideas. But if we're not taking steps, even one at a time, we really will just end up spinning our wheels. And that was a lesson that I had to learn. But I, I'm a list maker. So I have lists of different things, different places. And I used to almost overwhelm myself with these lists. But then I had to reframe how I thought about the list and say, just take one thing. Take one thing. That's your daily goal. Get it done. I move it from to do to ta-da. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> and I feel really good about it. And, and that's what I do every day now. Instead of overwhelming myself with all the things that I didn't get to do. So I think it's shifting perspective, being very intentional about little things and small steps. I think that those are, are big ways that we can reset. All right, guys, I told you this was going to be good. And we're, you know, we're not even 12 minutes in. Okay. And, and you went from, I started writing this book four years ago to, boom, I got it done in five, in five months. And I can promise you that there are a number of people listening right now who started books four, four years ago or 10 years ago. And to think that there's that opportunity, maybe five months, maybe seven, maybe 12, it doesn't matter. It's shorter than four years, right? Like, what do you think were some of the things that were, that made it possible for you to go almost zero to 60, if you will? Yes. I, I again, have to say it was reshifting the way I looked at my life and getting things done. Things with me in terms of work and my professional life, I was giving 1000% and not taking the time outside of work to necessarily do the things that I needed to do for my own self-enrichment. And moving here really just changed the way that I looked at things and that I had to take those opportunities. As you said, we think that we sometimes forget that this, this is the one life that we get. It is finite. I have a piece of artwork outside of my bedroom door and it says, live life to the fullest. And from my bed, I can look at that wall and I can see it. And it's a reminder that every day I have to make sure I'm living life to the fullest. And this book was on my list and I needed to get it done. And I just, every day I did something to make sure that I got it done. And so it it really was as simple as that. I know that I'm making it sound simple. It was still a lot of work, but it was me being very intentional to get it done and I also had so much support, so many friends and family who just pushed me when I thought that this is just, this is a lot harder than I thought. I am not a tech savvy person. This required a lot of technical and technological things that I was not comfortable with. But if you go to my website, www.thedoctorsays.info, I did that. 
And I've never done anything like that before in my entire life. But I really, you know, my higher source, God, the universe, my family and friends, colleagues, wonderful people just supporting me, such as yourself, really helped me push through and and get this done. And ultimately, very honestly, I don't care to make money on this book. That's not why I did it. There's a message in this book. The message in this book is for kids to learn how to be safe if they are in an unsafe situation. The message in this book is for parents and caregivers so that they now have the language, the tool to start a conversation that is very hard for many families to have, for them to have the language, for them to open that dialogue. The book is for pediatricians and other physicians who maybe don't have this as a part of their office practice. And now they get to use this book as a primer to introduce this discussion with their families and with and with their patients. So I think for me, that message of prevention was really the driving force. Like you've got to get this done. Even if you change one child's situation, I really feel like, like like I'm getting chicken skin. That's what they say here instead of goosebumps. I'm getting chicken skin as I talk about that because that's really the driving force behind getting it done. The way to do it was what I mentioned before, but the why I did it is really most important. And and the book is for African-American children, my first series of books. I have others that will be coming out. And the reason I chose to do that. The doctor is an African-American female. So I wanted them to see that we exist. And also, sadly, our children, African-American children, are two times more likely to be victims of sexual abuse than other children. And so it was important to me for them to see themselves in this book and to know that they have power and to know that they can be brave and that they have a voice. And I hope that that's the message that gets across to many children and families. I don't even know if I answered the question at you, this point. You, I think I- <laughs> you answered the question. You gave us a master class. You're doing all the things here. <laughs> I mean, like, because if we go back to what you're talking about, you said it's very simple. And and, and it's it's funny because the things that are most profound are simple. And the things that would help somebody who's been stuck at something go zero to 60, you know, it really is, is a simple things, right? Like you're like, okay, there was the reset. And I'm like, Hey, this is something that I want to do. You said something so simple, but so powerful, which is, and I did something about it every day. You know what I mean? Like I did a little something every day and, and that adds up, right? You had the support system. You had people rooting for you and people who were probably holding you accountable and things like that. And then you reconnected with your why. And it doesn't get any more powerful than that. Like, that's how those things happen, you know? And I'm happy, you know, when you said, and then my next series of book, I was, books, I was like, yeah, we have the bug. We're going to keep writing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love well, it. it's, actually, it's actually more of this. So one of the things that was really important to me is by the time I'm seeing a child, there's already a suspicion or concern that there's been sexual abuse. The goal is to try to prevent kids from being in this situation. But there are still wonderful, wonderful advocates for children who are doing this work. And so each quarter, my goal is to give a portion of the proceeds of the book to a child serving organization. And it's for organizations that serve BIPOC communities. So Black, Indigenous, and people of color, 
And I feel that that's really important because prevention in through that arena can reach so many more, so many more people. And so I'm hoping that through, through that avenue, I'm also able to get this word out to many, many other, other children and families by connecting with my colleagues. So just again, in thinking about how to do this, it was literally just every day thinking about what I could do to, to make sure that this message got out. All right, everyone listening, she gave you the blueprint. <laughs> so if you have a dream <laughs> that's been on the shelf for years, it's not a problem that it's been there for years. It's just now time to do something about it. You've talked quite a bit about who the book is for and what it's about. And I think it's so great that the impact of the book is going to, you're not going to be able to tell, right? Because you're going to touch a lot more people than you would know, right? Because for every pediatrician you touch, that's touching all the kids that they touch. For every parent you're touching, that's for their kids, that's for their friends' kids, that's for their grandkids. You know what I mean? Like, And then you start giving to organizations, then it's a wrap, right? You never really know the true impact of what you do. It just be so much bigger than you'll ever know. So the question I want to ask is more to how can somebody partner with you. That's even the way I want to put it, right? They may be buying copies, they may be buying copies for someone else, but like whichever way, but how would you like a doctor listening to support this, this mission? Yes. Thank you. That's great because I definitely would love to partner with as many people as possible. So through the website, the doctor says.info or through email, hello at the doctor says.info. And also just regarding the website, because again, I, I, I'm not a tech savvy person. This was, I got up on a Sunday morning. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to do it. And I plugged away. And at the end of that Sunday afternoon, the website, the content was on there, pictures and everything. And I, if you would have asked me four or five, six months ago, a year ago, or told me that I would have done something like this, I would have never thought it was possible. But through this website, I want parents and families to go on and get additional information, resources. Professionals can go on and do the same. I have frequently asked questions. And then there's contact uh, the Contact Us page. So through the Contact Us or hello at the doctor says that info or any other, I guess, resource on the page, you can definitely find me. All right. So you heard her. And I will say, especially if you're a pediatrician, or, you know, families. So that's everybody, right? This is something that is a really great gift. Dr. Morgan, I don't know if I ever told you this. I, I, there's no way I told you because I needed to graduate. The child abuse rotation was so hard for me. It was like to, to, to watch that, to hear the stories, right? In Newark over and over again. Like, so I, I was one of those, I didn't quite finish my rotation. I can tell you now there's no statute of limitation. This, you know, <laughs> Yes, you, you, you're it's fine. You, I, can, you. I can say this now. I can say it on the World Wide Web, right? But I couldn't. I, I couldn't take it. It was like, it was too much for me. And so, you know, like if we can put ourselves in a position where we're part of the crew that is helping to prevent that, then that is, that is a gift we're giving our world. Like it really is. And so I want to, I want to invite you, if you're listening to get a copy for, you know, families that, you know, get a copy for your pediatrician you can distribute in your office and 
just be part of the change. And, you know, like I was telling Dr. Morgan, you'll never be able to tell the true impact your life had because it's going to be so much bigger than you're going to know. Right. And so it's on Amazon. There is a version with a girl character. There's a version with a boy character, like knock yourself out, but don't, you might go like, well, I'm not a kid. That's okay. But you know, kids or, you know, people with kids, right? So, so get copies that will make a huge difference. Dr. Morgan, for someone who's listening, other than getting the book and sharing the resources on all of that, this is something that's near and dear to your heart as far as the prevention of it. What is one thing you'll tell them? Like, if I could only tell you one thing, I will tell you this. Is that for the child or the parent? For the parent. For the parent. Yeah. I think as parents, we always want to make sure that we're doing the best job and we're making sure that we keep our kids safe, right? That we're placing them in safe situations and safe environments. And that's, I think most parents, that's their desire. But sometimes kids are, unfortunately, they end up in unsafe situations. And the most important message that you can give to your child is to tell them that this is their body and they can say no. A lot of times when I talk to parents, they tell me, well, I told my, I talked to my kids about not letting anyone touch them. And I told them to come and tell me right away. But the step that's missing is that in-between step, which is that they can say no, that this is their body. So that is probably one of the most important messages is after they say no, which they can, that they then go and tell a grown up. And it really is maybe three things that a parent, three sentences that a parent has to tell their child for them to really get that message. And so the book goes through how to have the child understand that. And also at the beginning and the end of the book, there are tips on what the parent can say and how to make sure that their child understands it as well. So I really believe that we all can do our part to make sure that kids are safe. And this is one small way to hopefully help help in that mission. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So you heard Dr. Morgan. Okay. And go get the book. Okay. So you can get all the other things. Dr. Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing these tips with us, sharing your journey with us, all of that. This is, this is amazing. Congratulations on your book. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Mahalo, which is thank you in Hawaiian. And I Hope that if you all are ever in Honolulu or in the area, please look me up. And I thank you all for what you're doing. And thank you, Dr. Una, again, for what you're doing. I'm so proud of all your accomplishments and keep up the fantastic, amazing job. Oh, thank you, boss. Thank you, boss. Now I'm going to look for a reason to come to Hawaii. Like, you know, just come look for a reason. (laughs) Please come and visit and stay with me. Okay. Okay. Will do. Will do. Now, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this episode with another doctor in your life. Make sure you go get copies, plural. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine, one podcast episode at a time.